Welcome to Real You Podcast. Uh, haven't been on here in a while. Been really busy. Um, I'm sure most of you have, but have a lot of new information to share. We're going to start a new uh, series today. Um, we've been talking about, um, you know, this life in God is. I, I think we called it the I Am experience, and we had seven or eight podcasts of that. But today, we're going to go on the same sort of vein. I've been stuck in Genesis for a long time. Um, I just actually uh, came off the road maybe, what, three weeks ago, and I spent a bunch of time um, talking about um, CSI Eden. I've been sort of in this uh, mode of researching this idea of the carnal mind, the ego, um, going back to the scene of the crime, CSI um, Eden, it's where you go back to the scene of the crime. You may even have to recreate it, possibly, to find out what happened to Adam because I have a sneaky suspicion that we're still affected by what's happened in Adam. And uh, so I just want to refresh your memory of the story. So I think I'd like to start this series of it's either going to be called The Disease of Me or I, Me, Myself, and Mine. I think I like that better. So we're going to be talking about for the next uh, few sessions on the subject of I, me, myself, and mine. And uh, as you know, Adam and Eve were in the garden, and they were naked and not ashamed. Genesis 2.25 says that. And then the, 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 the most uh, incredible thing happens in verse 7 when they ate of the tree it says both of their eyes were open and they knew they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons and uh man there is so much in that idea right there sorry i'm drinking tea but anyway um the eyes of both of them were open and they knew they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and I want to talk about, for the next uh, few sessions, what are these fig leaves? And, and what is it that he had to do something to feel better about his nakedness? But it didn't solve anything. That, that's the ironic thing about uh, the ego or the carnal mind or the Adamic nature or the beast nature or the flesh, however you want to describe it. Um, it's an illusion um, that it, get, it gets people to do and to think and to approach life from the external, but it doesn't change anything in the inter internal. And it's an illusion because it makes you feel better about what's going on, going on inside, yet nothing's really changed. So it's a process that I'm learning, and uh, I want to help, help others learn, and we can go on this journey together. And just we'll just dive in here and see what happens. We know that they ate the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and we know that God told them not to eat it. Um, but they were living in perfect uh, self-awareness, perfect self-perception, perfect self-love. They, they, I mean, it would be hard to imagine before they ate this tree, they had no knowledge of failure, disappointment, letdown, heartache, heartbreak, anything. Now all of a sudden, when this enters into their world... All of a sudden, they, they knew that they were naked. And my problem is in, in just seven verses up, it says they were both naked, the man and his wife, and they were not ashamed. 
And so I have a lot of problems with that because I'm sort of leaning on the idea now that maybe the idea of maturity and the idea of of coming to fullness is to realize that you're naked and not ashamed. And, and in other words, you see yourself as God sees you, and you really do embrace that in whatever uh, flaws or shortcomings you are because you can't fix what you don't own. And, um, you know, uh, until I started really doing this process maybe, what, 10 years ago, I really started working hard on me, on myself, mine, and I. And I started realizing that, uh, you know, a lot of things in my life were my fault, my problem. And the things that I didn't like in others were really me. And the things that, and I started catching myself coming aware that, that uh, my own unhappiness, my own disappointment, my own feeling of inadequacy, everything evolved and revolved around me. And I was making everybody miserable around me. And so I have not arrived by no stretch of the imagination, but I'm endeavoring to walk in the spirit and not fulfill the lust of flesh. Um, you can tell yourself till you're blue in the face, I ain't going to do this, I'm not going to do that, I'm not going to ever do this, I'm not ever going to do that. But until you replace that with the, the good things of who, who you are. So Adam was in this garden. He agreed he had total love, total clear conscience. I mean, it was amazing, wasn't it? And they were both naked and not ashamed. Now they're naked and ashamed. And we know that in verse 8, chapter 3 of Genesis... It says, then they heard the voice of the Lord God walking, and they hid themselves from the presence amongst the trees. Um, and the Lord called and said, where are you? And he said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, who told you were naked? Did you eat of the tree? So these are the, let me fresh your memory here. These, what I call the the only, I mean, it's hard to explain this, but God asked Adam three questions. And the word Adam actually means the whole of humanity. So we were in Adam. And so when he's asking Adam way back in the day of dawn of time, he's actually still, that, that, that message and that thought is still resonating in us. Saying, where are you? Um, who told you were naked? And what did you do? Did you eat of the tree? And I, I, I have a whole other teaching on the fact that, that the enemy, Satan, Satan, your adversary, only has three tools in the toolbox. And if you go to Genesis 3, 5, and 6, you'll see that he was more subtle than any beast of the field. And he got Eve deceived into thinking and justified it's good for food, it's free to make one wise, and I'll be like God. And those are the three same tools that he uses. It's the same ones in Matthew. When Jesus went in the wilderness after 40 days, he said, make stones to bread, throw yourself down and worship me, and, and, and throw yourself down off the temple, God will save you, or fall down and worship me, and I'll give you all this power, which is the same toolbox that he used in the garden that he had to use on the Son of Man. The son, he used on the Son of Man, which is Jesus. So see... Adam failed, and Jesus had to go through the very same exact temptation, the very same exact portal to redeem Adam and all mankind. And the beauty of it, it, the Scripture says, by one man's disobedience, all were made guilty. 
next verse in Romans, I believe, says, Therefore, by one man's obedience, all will be made righteous. So he went and undone. And the same toolbox works in First John. It says all that's in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And that's the same exact toolbox, beloved, that was used in Genesis chapter 3 on Eve. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And basically, every temptation and every trial and every trap falls into these three categories. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And I don't know what that really means to you, but I know what it means to me. And I'm still learning how to avoid some of these traps and stuff. So here we sit with God asking Adam these three questions. Okay? And he's still asking us the same questions. Where are you? Because that is number... That is so critical to finding out who you are. It's critical to ever becoming free. It's critical. Everything in your life is critically based upon where are you? Where are you? And I mean, I'm talking about no really where are you? I've been going around asking uh, really good friends of mine as I travel I will sit down we eat dinner or we'll sit down and have a conversation uh, some of the pastors great friends of mine and, and I love dialogue with them and, and so I'll just I'll just sit across the table sometime and I'll just ask them where are you? who are you? that's what I'm really saying is who are you? where are you in your life? are you aware and, and sad to say, most of us, honestly, honest to God, are aware of our shortcomings. We're aware of our problems. We're aware of our reactions to something. And most of us are aware that stuff's happening that we can't even control and don't even know why. But we know deep down inside we're tired of justifying it, but we don't know how to fix it. But the where are you should sort of come to a, something that should come in our brain these days where are you simply means where are you in God? Where 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 is He in you? Where, what what are you listening to? Are you aligning yourself up with what He's saying about you? Because the truth be told, here's the truth for you: God did not reject Adam. God did not walk away from Adam. God did not um, His sin didn't separate him in that sense. What happened was God showed up again like he always did in the cool of the day. Now Adam and Eve had hid themselves from him. So it's you are the one that's hiding from him. He's not hiding from you. He's come to ask you, where are you? And he asked Adam, what did you do? And he asked him, who told you you were naked? And and what 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 I have discovered over this last year... As Adam said, I was afraid. I was in the garden and I was afraid. I heard your voice in the garden. He said, I was in the garden. He answered him. I realized I was in the garden and I heard your voice and I was naked and afraid and I was ashamed. And it says right here, I'll just read it to you because I don't want to paraphrase for you. And he said, Adam, I heard your voice in the garden. And I was afraid because I was naked. Now he's afraid for the way that God had made him. He was afraid for no reason. He was already naked. There's no sense to be afraid. 
And then God said, have you eaten of the tree where I've, you command, I commanded you? <clears throat> I just, I just, uh, God said unto Adam, let's look at this, verse 9. Where are you? He said, I heard your voice in the garden. I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And he said, who told you you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree? And the man immediately began to say, it was the woman that you gave me, it's her fault. She did give to me and I did eat. And the woman said, and he asked the woman, what have you done? What did you do? And he, she said, the serpent beguiled me. You know what? She told the truth. But Adam could not tell the truth to save his life because he could not answer the question, who told you were naked? So who told you you were naked is the million-dollar question, friends. Who told you you were naked is the million-dollar question. That's the question we're trying to answer. And that's what I'm going to talk about in this next few weeks. I want to get down to this fear. All of a sudden, Adam was fearful. All of a sudden, he was ashamed. And I got a really good feeling that he had become very unhappy with what's going on in his life. All of these are symptoms of the carnal mind. And look what Adam said. Now, you tell me if you can relate to this. And he said, I heard your voice in the garden. I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And we see right there in his response to God, he says the word I four times. It was an awakening moment of now his whole world had, had gone from God consciousness and working in the garden and his wife consciousness to now had come to him. I, I have a sneaky feeling that the voice of the serpent in Genesis 3, 1 was on the external. After he ate this fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, that voice went inside him and he did not know. He could not tell God who told him he was naked. And that's the question you're going to have to resolve. And that's what we're going to look into for the next few weeks. Hopefully, if the Lord wills, the real question pressing us today is who is telling us? Who, who is this inside of me telling me that I can't and I won't and I'm not enough and I'm unhappy? Something inside of us is telling us unhappiness. Something is telling us not enough. Something is telling us uh you know, we're naked. <laughs> but the ironic thing is I want you to see today is that you're already naked. In God's eyes, you're already naked. You, the things that are going on in your life is not what's making you unhappy. Those are just manifestations of how you perceive yourself. Those you, 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 you create and manifest how you think about you. The world you created is the one you think about inside of you. Eventually, you project and manifest what's going on inside. Because Proverbs says, as a man thinketh in his heart, and I always say about himself, so is he. You cannot separate the world that you're in apart from how you think about yourself. So these are really, this is not new age, it's not mumbo-jumbo, this is reality. As I think in my heart, so am I. And I've endeavored, I've tried everything under the sun, I've, I've fasted more than most, read and studied more than anybody I know, I've done all those things, worked hard, witnessed, 
gave, I mean, I've done everything humanly possible. This last six, five, six, seven years has been a journey of discovering me without doing anything but just becoming aware. Awareness is the key. Paul says, I pray that your eyes be enlightened. In other words, become a flash of light, that he may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, that your eyes be awakened to who you are in him. Because really, you, can't, you cannot change, you cannot move to what you can't see. And you can't change what you can't perceive. You can't fix what you can't acknowledge. And Adam said, I'm, I was, I'm naked and I'm ashamed. And God's trying to say, why are you ashamed? He's, he's like saying, I don't know. So this is what we're going to talk about in the next few sessions. Um, get your pencils and pads ready. Uh, email me. Let me know how you're doing, how you process it, think about it. Um, that these are a blessing to you. I uh, will see you again uh, real soon. Bye-bye.